Halo Bapak Ibu. Halo. Mari uh, slide-nya sudah siap ya. Saya langsung masuk ke slide-nya aja ya. Selama dua tahun, seperti dikatakan tadi, bukan hanya saya tidak datang ke Singapura, bahkan saya tidak pergi kemana-mana pun. Saya sudah lupa bandara itu di mana rupanya. Dan koper saya sudah dua tahun terisi dengan pakaian, tapi nggak pernah dibawa keluar dari rumah. Jadi selama dua tahun ini, saudara, ada beberapa hal yang saya belajar ya. Tapi nggak bisa satu hari saya kasih tahu semua yang saya belajar ya. Jadi dua tahun antara hal yang saya belajar ini, saya mulai menjadi orang yang connect ke dunia luar. Oh ya, saya bisa deskripsi di situ. Cuma apa? Saya udah aktif, ya aktif. Ya, ya, ya. Oke, okay, ini. Saya nggak tahu kalau apa ibu bisa lihat ini ya. Jadi dua tiga dua tahun ini saya connect ke dunia luar dengan nonton YouTube banyak. Itu kerjaan saya. <laughs> Jadi banyak hal yang saya pelajari dari YouTube. Nah sebelum ini saya saya nggak punya waktu untuk YouTube dan saya pikir YouTube itu hanya untuk orang-orang yang muda. Ternyata saya masih muda juga, lalu saya nonton di YouTube ya. Nah ini satu YouTube, um, kan mau tanya berdelim ya, ini mirip istri gue. Terus <laughs> like Lucy kan? Nah, nah. Tapi ini sebenarnya adalah Uh, mantan pemain bulu tangkis Malaysia, mantan ya, dia sudah uh, pensiun gitulah ya. Nah, sekalipun dia sudah pensiun, coba bapak ibu lihat ya, dia punya subscriber 100, eh sorry subscribernya 16,5 atau 165, 16,5 ya, subscribernya 16,5. Nah, karena saya sudah saking banyak analisis YouTube, biasanya kan orang Subscribernya banyak, viewernya kurang, ya. Nah ini balikan subscribe itu cuma 16 ribu, tapi viewnya 81 ribu, ya. Nah video ini nanti kalau anda mau nanti anda bisa pulang ke rumah nonton nanti jadilah 81 ribu Tapi saya cerita dulu spoiler ya, spoiler alert ya. Video ini 4 menit. Orang ini mantan, bukan lagi pemain bulu tangkis yang masih aktif. Ini sudah mantan ya, dia sudah pensiun. Empat minit ini apa aja dilakukan? What is she doing? She just cleaning her house. And that four minute video is about her cleaning her house. And eighty one thousand people thought it was a good use of their time to watch her cleaning her house. Dan dunia ini sudah mau kiamat kali ya. 2.300 orang itu like to see her cleaning her house. Kemungkinan banyak daripada orang yang suka nonton dia ini apa merapikan rumahnya, rumahnya sendiri tak rapi. Nah, yang lebih membuatkan saya depresi adalah ini, saudara. Saya harus kemana ya? Hari ini saya datang. Nah, saya bikin YouTube. Bukan orang yang bertemu saya. Saya bicara hal yang penting nih saudara. Leadership saudara. Leadership dengan nonton orang lagi rapi rumah yang mana lebih penting saudara. Leadership dong. Dan ini bukan sekedar leadership. Yang ngajar ini saya dong. Coba lihat. Yang nonton itu 1179 orang. Udah kurang kan? Tapi gak apa-apa. Bukan semua orang yang bisa menghargai leadership, karena bukan semua jadi leader kan tapi saudara yang lainnya 
Makanya ini yang terjadi di zaman pandemi ini. Kita cuma lihat-lihat di video saya dimotong orang nggak suka nggak? Cuma 33 orang. Tapi saya menghiburkan diri saya. Yesus cuma punya 12 murid kan? Nah, berarti saya 33 itu sudah is an improvement ya. Nah, one thing. Acara ini waktu di premier, karena saya punya waktu. Acara ini waktu di premier, saya nunggu juga mau lihat premiernya ya. Kan artinya kita ini sudah memang kebanyakan waktu ya. Kita sudah khotbah. Udahlah kalau mau nonton lagi nggak nonton pada waktu lain. Saya mau nonton ini premiernya ya. Saya juga ikut nunggu tuh. Sebelum sudah mulai acara itu, sudah like-nya 26. Berarti yang murni like itu setelah nonton itu baru tujuh. Jadi saya juga kepikir ya, why did 26 people like that video even before they watch it? Berarti ini, ini tulus atau tidak? Atau mungkin mereka pikir, mereka sudah tahu lah, mereka sudah memprediksi ini mungkin mungkin disukai cuma 67 orang, tapi kasih dia semangat lah, gak apa-apa. Nah, ini, ini saya kasih pesan sponsor, kalau ada video saya, kalau hari ini Anda kasihan sama saya, kan? saya datang lagi, Anda cari semua video saya, klik-klik aja like-nya. Sayangnya Anda cuma bisa klik satu kali aja ya. Nah, tapi kasih tahu teman-teman, you know, help my pastor, please. Because if not, he got to have identity crisis. <laughs> Masa saya kalah dengan orang yang bikin video, cuma rapiin rumahnya juga. Jadi saya dua tahun ini berusaha untuk berpikir nih. Actually, what is it? It's not active ya. Saya kemana nih? Ini kan sudah dua tahun di rumah dan nggak tahu bagaimana pointernya ya. Nah, jadi saya lagi berpikir ya. Mungkin saya harus clickbait ya. Berarti judul khotbah saya itu harus yang keren kan? Nah, coba. Sepuluh rahasia selalu sukses. Ternyata setelah saya kurpat, gak dirahasiakan. Nah, kalau itu memang rahasia untuk sukses, ngapain saya mau kasih tahu orang lain? Apakah itu inti Alkitab? Jadi gak bisa lah. Oke, okay. next one. Rahasia hidup melimpah. Belum tentu orang yang sukses itu melimpah, kan? Itu lebih bagus. Tapi gak apa-apa, saya pikir lagi. Bagaimana menjadi orang yang berhasil? Nah, berhasil kan berarti zaman pandemi juga bisa berhasil, kan? Nah, itu pasti kan menarik, kan? Siapa di sini kalau saya bikin khotbah, bagaimana menjadi orang yang berhasil Anda akan like? Coba kasih tahu. Cuma satu. Wah. Gagal lagi saya. Cuma four people will like it. Aduh. Okelah. Okay ini lebih rohani kali ya. Karena Anda enggak suka yang enggak kurang rohani kan? Anda pikir ini bukan penayanganis ini jual Austin kali ya. Nah, ini saya bikin yang ini, rohani kan? Mendongkrak kuasa Ilahi. Siapa yang suka ini? Oh ini Pak Pastor Steven juga ternyata rohani banget ya. Pastor Steven saya kasih yang lebih keren lagi. Pakai bahasa kekinian gitu ya. Nah bahasa Indonesia saya lebih bagus kan sekarang. Ya kan dua tahun sih belajar bahasa itu. Urapan now. Nah itu siapa yang, siapa yang bakal suka itu? Oh evolusi suka tuh. Saya lagi mau cari yang Mr. Lim suka itu ya. Nah mungkin, mungkin. Saya lihat yang gini, saya kasih lihat yang gini ya. Karena ini kan 
gereja pertama yang saya datangi setelah bodornya buka ya oke okay. ini NBC saudara maka saya kasih satu judul keren gak itu rahasia pernikahan bahagia kemudian ada question mark lagi nah saya kasih tahu pada Steven waktu itu question mark jangan hilang tuh karena mungkin kalau question mark like-nya mungkin ada kalau menurut standar saya like-nya bisa lebih lima kali ya tapi ini cuma 89 view lebih parah lagi saya sudah yang like-nya karena sama Tuhan Yesus dan kemungkinannya ini semua klik-kliknya mungkin gak pernah view semuanya ya adalah gak apa-apa kita kasih aja like so hari ini saya ngobrol kepada gereja itu mau pakai judul apa? nah mudah-mudahan produk ini laku ya my, my, my title is I love my church please tell me you like it <laughs> please say you like it okay? nah dulu 35 or 40 years ago waktu saya di gereja saya masih ngobrol dengan satu teman saya saya masih ingat apa yang dikatakan remember what she said to me she said, pastor God said to me I have to love the people in the church I will do that but God didn't say I have to like them Okay, now I'm telling you, you don't have to love me, but you please like my sermon on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, <laughs> right? You don't even have to watch it, just like it. Yeah, supaya like-nya itu lebih lebih merapat kepada view-nya, ya. Yeah? Just just like it, okay? So, I I I think I love you guys, but I don't know if I will like you guys. I will notice after this. If you put it on YouTube, I'll have a look at it. <laughs> now, ini judul buat saya hari ini. Gak tahu pas sesiapa ini bisa laku gak? Nah, karena marketing director saya yang suruh kota ini. Kalau ini gak ada like-nya, ini bukan salah saya ya. <laughs> Mesti ganti lagi. I love my church. Nah. Mungkin ada bertanya ini kita lagi mau bikin kotak kerja apa ini? Oh, kalau kita bikin kotak seribu kali, I love matches, I love matches. Akhirnya kan orang secara subconscious, subconsciously, subliminally, okay, I have to love matches. Kayak orang komunis dulu ya, yang sudah dicuci otaknya. No, saya mau kasih sedikit pengajaran. Saya mau ajar daripada Efesus, ya, beberapa ayat-ayatnya ada empat poin. Kalau saya ada empat poin. Asis, asisten saya udah sampai berupa asisten saya kan ketinggalan itu HP itu asisten <laughs> untuk masih ada penolong penolong roh kudus itu dalam diri saya kan kalau HP kan di luar itu ketinggalan sulit itu nah coba kita baca ini ya <tuh> waktu saya kotba dulu ya ini masalahnya kalau anda tidak menonton kotba saya rahasia pernikahan itu di mana itu ayatnya Efesus 5. Nah, dari mana saya ambil kata rahasia? Nah, kata rahasia itu muncul enam kali di surat Paulus kepada Efesus. 
Dan rahasia itu bukan seperti Anda pikirin. Rahasia itu sesuatu yang kalau kita tahu, kita jadi orang yang istimewa. Cuma ada pada diri kita ilmu yang spesial. Only to us we have a secret knowledge. That is not the meaning of mystery. Sebetulnya dalam bahasa Inggris mereka tidak bilang the secret. They, they say the mystery. Dan misteri itu bukannya satu teka-teki yang kita harus selesaikan. Bukan. Ini ini jangan difotoin. Apalagi ada saya nih. Nanti kalau mau saya kasih slide-nya. Yang penting ya, khotbah saya di-like ya. So, misteri dalam bahasa Inggris, dari bahasa aslinya apa? Bahasa apa? Paulus nulis pakai bahasa apa? What language did Paul use? Greek. And in, in Greek, the word that he used is mysterion. Nah, dia mengatakan di sini, di Efesus 5 ayat 32, ini di bahasa Indonesia, di sini bahasa Inggris ya. This is a great mysterion. Artinya apa? Bukan tegak-tegi ya. Artinya, hal ini tidak diketahui orang Sampai sekarang, baru sekarang orang tahu. Kalau dalam bahasa lebih sederhana, itu adalah pewahyuan. Yang selama ini tertutup, atau nggak pernah kepikiran, tapi sekarang kepikiran. Nah, kan? nah. nah gara-gara beginilah ya. Atau seperti inilah ya. Anda waktu kecil punya teman. Go together to school, right? And he's your best friend. After 30 years, you finally realize that you like this person and you want to marry this person itu namanya misteri selama 30 tahun gak ada punya feeling itu misteri tiba-tiba oh you the one you've always been the one really? we've been together 30 years and only now you realize it? it took you 30 years to realize it? nah mungkin 30 tahun dari sekarang kontrak saya banyak lain <laughs> this is a mystery it's better that we look at him than look at people cleaning the house saya pikir ya, mereka bukannya lihat dia tapi rumah. Mereka lihat dia doang. You just looking at her, she's better looking than me. That's why she get more likes. And I bet you, if I analyze that, right? If I get the data, it's probably more men looking at it than women. And you know, men, they ask them to do housework, they won't do it, right? But they like to look at other people doing housework. <laughs> okay, forget about that. This is what Paul said. Hey, There is this mystery that was not known until now. I got the revelation that Christ and the church. This is a mystery. Christ and the church. Itu apa? Rahasia gereja dengan Kristus atau Kristus dengan jemaat. Tapi ini di, dimunculkan di tengah-tengah perikop tentang pernikahan. Waktu membicarakan hubungan suami istri, dia juga membicarakan hubungan Kristus dengan gereja. Ya kan? Nah, saya mau kasih tahu, ini sangat penting. Bahwa hubungan Kristus dengan gereja, itu bukan kiasan kepada hubungan suami dengan istri. It's not a metaphor, it's not metaphorical. Right? It's actually a prototype. And this is not good news for people. Let me explain this. Nah, kalau katakan saya mau bikin produk baru, I want to do a new product. It should be that I come up with a prototype first, I test it. Sometimes, I give it a free sample. 
Now, most people in Malaysia, they like free stuff. Sir, would you like a free sample? Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. But before you take the free sample, you must fill out this form. And after you take the sample, you must fill in another form. Because they want to get your feedback. Is this product good or not? Prototype. Now, cumannya dengan Allah, prototype itu enggak dites-test karena Allah sudah maha mengetahui, maha mengetahui semuanya. Lalu Allah sudah membuat prototype yang sempurna. Prototype itu adalah Kristus dengan jemaatnya. Lalu kita yang belum merit enggak bisa mengerti lah. Lalu kita yang sudah merit harus meniru prototipe itu supaya pernikahan kita menjadi serupa dengan itu. Tapi saya disebut for the benefit of those of you who are married, because I realize this: many people who are married actually don't understand marriage. When you two years no cut at home, you better understand marriage. Otherwise, you're going to kill each other. <laughs> nah. One. Number two, most people who want to get married, unfortunately, orang zaman now mereka belum siap untuk menikah. Why do I say mereka tuh belum siap untuk menikah? Karena pertanyaan mereka begini aja, saudara. Pastor, saya kasih foto dua orang ya. Pastor doa tanya sama Tuhan, yang mana satu yang saya harus nikahi? Saya pikir itu 30 tahun lalu saya bisa memaafkan orang yang begitu. Dulu yang begitu, orang tua kasih foto di Pak, pasal zaman satu ya, yang cocok untuk anak saya. Tapi sekarang, menular kepada anak-anaknya. Pasal, I have foto of two people. Can you pray and ask God? Hey, yang mau, yang mau begit itu siapa? Kamu atau saya? Nanti kalau saya yang pilih, saya kan sudah punya istri. Masa saya pilih istri untuk kamu? That's already weird. You ask a married man to select a wife for you, and you're not even my son. That's weird, right? Satu, kedua, kamu orang yang taat kepada Tuhan. Masa kamu punya foto dua cewek? How come you got foto of two people? Is this multiple choice? Bisa nggak Yesus itu menyembahkan kepada Allah? Ini gereja A, gereja B. Tuhan, yang mana satu ya? Yang cocok buat saya. Saya nanti bentar mau mati di kayu salib. Saya mati untuk gereja A atau gereja B, Tuhan. Jadi, banyak orang yang tanya saya, Pastor, saya mau merit. Yang mana satu yang Tuhan inginkan saya merit? Waduh, ini pertanyaannya. Seperti Tuhan Yesus datang kepada Allah. Tuhan, sebentar lagi saya mau mati di kayu salib. Coba kasih lihat daftar nama orang yang harus saya mati untuk mereka. Yang tidak termasuk daftar ini siapa aja, Tuhan? What a stupid question. Nah, mereka bilang sama saya, Pastor, apa hubungannya? Kristus dengan jemaat, saya dengan calon istri. Apa hubungannya? Kamu nggak baca Alkitab? Alkitab mengatakan, suami istri, itu cetakannya, patukannya itu Kristus dengan jemaat dong. Kristus sebelum mau mati dulu di kayu salib, adakah dia berdoa begini? Tuhan, Tuhan, aku ini harus mati untuk siapa ya? Kalau yang dia kan taat dia selama ini masuk dia, oke. Kalau yang yang ini, kursinya kosong selalu kan? 
Siapa yang dulu pernah duduk di sini? Oh iya, aku nggak mati untuk dia lah. Ada begitu nggak? Saya selalu mengatakan kepada pasangan muda ini ya, if you want to get married, don't marry somebody that makes you feel good. Don't marry somebody who always like your videos. Because one day they may not like your video anymore. Then what kind of person I marry, Pastor? The one that God tell me to marry? Don't involve God in your in your marriage. Because saya tak pernah ketemu dengan Alkitab. Orang yang mau marry itu dikasih tahu Tuhan. Kamu marry dengan ini ya. Kamu marry dengan itu ya. Nah saya tahu banyak orang memberikan kesaksian begitu. Ya itu hak mereka. Tapi itu tidak Alkitab ya. Karena banyak orang ya. Apabila mau bikin decision, mereka harus meyakinkan diri mereka apa yang mereka lakukan itu memang benar. Nanti kalau salah, mereka bisa tunjukkan tangan mereka kepada orang lain. Pendeta lah, Tuhan lah, tapi bukan salah saya. Yang mau merit saya, tapi yang gak butuh tanggung jawab orang lain. That's really weird, right? So, you want to marry somebody, you marry a person that you think when they face a disappointment and a setback in life, they can bounce back. You marry that type of person. Tapi Master, saya baru kenal dia tiga minggu. Saya belum tahu dia itu lewat kekecewaan itu bisa tak dia bangkit lagi. Ya, makanya tunggu sampai dia mengalami kekecewaan dulu. Until you know you don't marry that kind of person. Because, and then, sekarang ini kan orang kalau menikah, itu apa ya? Bahasa Inggris kita bilang the exchange of vows. Itu bahasa Indonesia apa? Hah? Janji nikah. Janji nikah. Itu janji nikah mereka karang sendiri. Oh, I will be with you until you grow old. Don't be too sure lah, okay? Nah, kalau Mr. Lim dengan Mrs. Lim sudah bisa kan? Oh, not that I'm saying you grow old already, <laughs> but your children are already like in their twenties, so yeah, you can't be like too young, right? Your children are young, so you cannot be younger, right? <laughs> huh? You're not so okay, not so young, okay? Don't worry, I'm not very far behind. I'm not very far behind. Now, so the point is this: jangan anda mau cari yang tepat itu kita nggak tahu. Don't change your janji pernikahan itu semau-maunya anda. Ada saja ini. I promise to love you like how Jesus loved the church. I promise to obey you like how the church is supposed to obey Jesus. Cukup itu juga. Yang lain itu semua ekstra-ekstra aja. Tapi kebanyakan yang saya berikan sekarang itu nggak ada itu. Sedangkan ayat-ayat ini menyatakan. Listen guys, you want to get married, the idea is not your idea, it's God's idea. And you follow the plan, it is God's plan. Nah ini yang banyak orang tidak suka. Terutamanya yang bernama istri-istri. Jadi, benar pastor, kami harus taat kepada suami, kami harus tunduk kepada suami. Apa benar lagi? Baca sendiri. Wah, pastor, that's not fair. What do you mean not fair? Saya suami, saya harus melakukan seperti Kristus. Apa itu, Pastor? Saya harus menyerahkan nyawa untuk kamu. Yang mana lebih? Kamu mau yang mana? Kamu mau taat, tunduk, atau kamu mau menyerahkan nyawa? 
Pasalannya, banyak suami-suami, dia hanya fokus kepada, eh, kamu tunduk ya ke saya. You please, tunduk pada saya. Mereka lupa bagian mereka. Ada yang lebih pintar lagi. Pastor, I cannot give my life to her because she doesn't want to submit to me first. Yeah? She do first, then I do back. But that's very bad English. But you know that's what how people say that. She didn't submit, so why should I sacrifice for her? Let her do first. Well, simple, simple way to start is. Yang nanti di kayu salib itu Kristus dia duluan mati di kayu salib. Atau duluan dia lihat dulu nih ini ini jemaat ini taat enggak? Kalau sudah taat baru di air jamak itu aku mati di kayu salib. Ada nggak begitu? Yang mana satu urutannya? Yesus mati dulu. So begini saya bilang sama pasangan pasangan itu, hey. You love her. You show her that you are going to be there for her no matter what. But pastor, I don't know if she's the one for me. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Jesus saying that on the cross? Father, Father, please cancel the plan because I don't know if these are the chips for me or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure first. Pastor, let me see first how much my video they like, how much they give the offering, how often they come to church, how they support the other people in the church, and then after that I will die for them. Hey, that's not called good news. That is called maybe news. I may be dead for you. I may not die for you, but you better be careful. At the end of the life, you will know. Is that your deal? So, Pastor, you mean to say, uh, God doesn't have one special person for me? I think so. It's all about whether you got the attitude of Christ and she got the attitude of what. A believer should be. Do you know why? This is why I learned. So where do I point here? Gereja itu adalah pengantinnya Kristus. The church is the bride of Christ. If you know how to treat your bride, that's I'm assuming people know how to treat their bride. If you not treat your wife, yeah, then you treat the church the same way. Because you never forget this. The church was in God's plan long before marriage was in God's plan. Because marriage follows the church. Karena itu Paulus menyatakan ini rahasia Kristus dengan gereja, Kristus dengan jemaat. Jauh sebelum ada Adam dan Hawa di Taman Eden itu mereka memberi sudah ada di hati Tuhan Kristus dan jemaatnya. Karena firman Tuhan mengatakan bahwa Kristus itu disalibkan sebelum dunia ini diciptakan. Berarti jauh sebelum ada Adam dan Hawa. Even before God ordained it for a man to marry a woman, God had already ordained it for Christ to die for His church. So, I know there's two messages here. You look at your marriage. If you're a man, you ask yourself if you are behaving like Christ. 
You look at your marriage, if you're the wife, you ask yourself if you're behaving like how the church is supposed to behave. Because if we don't fix this picture in our marriage, then how can we fix it in the church? So, there was a man, six months ago, he told me this. The pastor, pray for me. I don't need any advice from you, just pray for me. So okay, I'll do that. But what is it you want me to pray for? He says, you know, I've been married now 29 years, and I'm struggling in my marriage. Every person I've talked to has told me, give it up, because this is not working out. And now your kids are already grown up, they're already independent. Why do you want to stay together and suffocate each other and torture each other? Just be free, like your children also will understand. So every person who had given me advice, the, 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 the voices around me all say that, just forget it. You, you deserve some happiness. By the way, right? Rahasia pernikahan yang bahagia. God is not talking about happiness. Nobody asked Jesus, are you happy to die? Jesus said, I don't know what is happiness, but I know what is obedience. If you read the Bible, you know what is obedience. If you hear people preach, you know what is happiness. Seven secrets to happiness. I think that's my next sermon. Berbahagialah orang yang miskin. Pastor, something wrong there, right? Bagaimana kalau orang itu miskin mau berbahagia? Nah, makanya kamu mau khotbah yang pikiranmu atau kamu mau khotbah yang alkitab. Kemarin ada satu gereja, khotbah pertama itu saya khotbah dua, dia khotbah pertama saya ikut juga. Mengatasi mentalitas orang miskin. Wah, saya lagi gak bisa saya memikirkan terus Matius 5 ayat 3, Matius 5 ayat 3. Berbahagia orang yang miskin. Dan memang khotbahnya itu tidak pernah menyinggung ayat itu. Jadi kata miskin itu daripada pikirannya sendiri, enggak bukan dari Alkitab. Nah itu lain cerita, saudara. Nah, anda pikirin, saudara. Dalam kita, merit ini, ya, orang ini mengatakan kepada saya, Pastor, in the end of the day, I realize this. When the Bible says, what God has joined together, let no man separate, that man also includes me. Okay? I don't know if she's the right or the wrong one, but today I married her, she's my wife. Right? So, if you want to say, the day I married her, she became the right one, say whatever you want. But if she's my wife, then I have to ask God's help to be her husband. Not ask God's help so that I can become happy. If I die unhappy, but I die a good husband, I think I finished my race. Wah, saya tidak pernah dengar orang seperti itu. Nah, saya yakin orang seperti itu kok tuh di YouTube live-nya tidak ada satu pun. Sejatis, Vadis, dia dia tinggal saja satu yang kurang. Dia tidak sebut ini. Dia tidak sebut Efesus lima tiga dua. Pastor, I now realize that I am to be like towards my wife like how Christ is like to the church. Can I ask you, if this, if 
my first point, by the way, I have four points. You can go back anytime, but I'm finishing at four points. <laughs> okay? Please don't deny me this pleasure. I haven't come to Singapore for so long, I haven't so long. <laughs> so, sekarang saya mau test stamina anda ya. <laughs> saya baru satu poin ya, satu poin, ada empat poin. Nah, jadi poin saya begini, saudara. You think I love my church is a suggestion? You, you know what's a suggestion? I don't think you know what's a suggestion. Jadi bagi kan kita di lampu merah, di, di Johor Baru kan, lampu merah, kita sudah hijau, kini kita bisa pergi, tapi yang dari sebelah kiri itu kan datang satu mobil kan. Tentunya dia merah. Kenapa? Karena di Malaysia, traffic light itu bukan satu hal yang harus di ditaati. Itu semua so satu suggestion. Lampu merah, I suggest you stop. And lampu hijau, I suggest that you don't go, you look first. If you go, you take the risk. Before you go, make sure you are fully insured. <laughs> and if you are going to go and you agree, and you are the pastor, you have to preach one hour, I think you better slowly go because people are waiting for you. <laughs> now, it's not a suggestion for you to love the church. Okay, let me say this with all honesty, alright? I, I don't want to be a person who is cynical atau menjadi orang yang frustrasi, bukan. Tapi ini tanpa memberikan detailnya, saya kan tetap begitu ya. Saya sudah menjadi orang percaya, itu coba dulu, saya sekarang sudah 57 tahun, 58 tahun. Jadi saya sudah 40 tahun lah dari orang percaya. Ya. Awal-awalnya saya pikir semua orang di gereja ini, waduh lebih mengasihi saya dari keluarga saya sendiri. That's what I thought first. Ya untuk, ya kan. Anda mengerti saja karena umur saya 17 tahun waktu itu. I don't know anything. In that 40 years, I've seen so many people fall. Jatuh. Yang tadinya hebat, jatuh. Yang kotbahnya bagus, jatuh. Ada juga pendeta-pendeta yang dulu mentor saya juga mau tuntut saya di pengadilan. Bukan salah saya, karena dia sudah lengsir, saya sudah naik. Lalu dia mau tutup saya di pengadilan. Itu usia saya 28 tahun. Makanya harusnya rambut saya semua lagi hitam. Tapi karena stres-stres begitu, jadinya begini sebenarnya. Saya lebih banyak kekecewaan di dalam gereja daripada di luar. Dulu saya pikir semua orang di gereja itu, ya lebih baik dari malaikat. Sekarang saya tidak bisa, ber, saya tidak bisa membedakan yang mana lebih bagus, setan atau... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore. Dulu saya pikir, gereja itu satu tempat untuk menampung orang daripada bahaya di luar. Sekarang saya pikir gereja ini satu penjara untuk menyelamatkan gereja di luar daripada orang-orang gila yang di dalam gereja itu. Karena orang-orang di gereja itu hampir semua gila, saudara. Saya ngomong, saya ngomong begini, gila, kenapa? Saya kasih satu contoh yang sangat sederhana. Ada satu jemaat saya, selalu suka minta, Pastor, doain saya, saya supaya berhasil di tempat kerjaan saya. Dia, dia itu sales manager-nya. Kalau saya telepon dia, dia nggak pernah tahu siapa yang telepon. Dia anggap, halo puji Tuhan, haleluya. Adanya itu pantas jawabnya begitu. Is it a normal thing that you do? If you say, good morning, haleluya, even that is to me not normal. Ya. Imagine at night, you go to sleep with your wife, you say, haleluya, praise the Lord, I'm going to sleep. Do you talk like that? 
You know when people talk like that. Tapi dulu saya juga bisa dipikir kita juga ada bahasa sendiri. Tapi waktu saya di pandemi ini saya lihat bagaimana orang gereja berbicara. Saya ngomong ya terus terang saya juga mengerti half of what they talking about. Karena bahasa mereka begitu teknikal. Jadi the Lord wants to justify you, then He wants to sanctify you, and then He wants to deliver you. Exactly what are you saying, please? Can you speak normal, please? What what is it? God wants to help you. Ah, okay, thank you. Let me understand. What can you say? It's simple. Saya telepon dia. Good morning, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Setelah saya kasih tahu siapa, sebelum itu sudah ada Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tapi waktu saya ngomong ini, Pastor, oh, Hallelujah, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Suaranya berubah. Hey, how's your wife? You told me she's in the hospital. Oh, praise the Lord, Pastor. She's got diabetic. She may have to amputate her leg. Praise the Lord. Karena dia sudah biasa ngomong seperti itu. So lama-lama saya pikir ya. Actually, the church is a place like a mad house. It's to save the world from the mad people put them in the church. It's not. Then the church is to save people from the mad people out there in the world. No, no, no. The people here are more crazy. But it's not an option for me. Because it's God's plan way before. And, and sometimes people who have a problem in relationship in church, take a look at your marriage. You also have probably got a problem there. That's why it's all interconnected. Tahun lalu, bulan November, ada satu orang yang telepon saya, yang saya tidak kenal dia uh, actually saya juga tidak kenal istrinya tapi istrinya kenal orang yang kenal saya so dia dapat nomornya dari orang yang kenal saya kasih ke istrinya, istrinya kasih ke dia nah, dia telepon saya gini ya dia itu tidak percaya Tuhan ateis tapi dia mau ketemu saya atau memang telepon karena dia dari luar negeri karena dia sudah di, he is already diagnosed by the doctor, cancer stage 3. I have to tell you the context, so you understand the full meaning of what I'm saying. Sudah stajun tiga. So dia telepon saya. Saya memang marah dengan teman saya. Saya bilang, kamu pikir saya doktor atau apa? Kasihlah kes-kes yang enteng, yang masih bisa saya ngomong tuh. Seperti orang yang lagi berentang dengan pacarnya, itu kan kes enteng. Ini stajun ketiga. Menurut saya itu apa? Apalagi ateis. Okay, so, Pastor, what do you think God is saying to to me? Hey, you. I thought I was told you are an atheist. And now you asking me what is God saying to you? Yeah, yeah, Pastor. I think I don't believe in God, but you believe in God, right? Yeah, but if you believe in the guy who believes in God, then what are you confused? So he said, we just pray. He said, honestly, I'll be just truthful with you. When you got been told you got cancer stage three, and you know, he said the matter of now stage four, and then you will exit the stage. You don't think too much about whether you believe in God or not. I just want help. Hey, that makes sense. I can do that. So I told him, you did a scan, right? Give me the report. Huh? Why you want the report? I said, just give it to me. I will work with what I have. What kind of pastor are you? 
I said, our pastor is desperate. <laughs> you have to pray for you. I don't know. Just give me that MRI report. So he gave it to me. So I prayed for a few days. And I looked at the report, pray again, and look at the report, look back again. Finally, it seems to me like it's a highlighter going over certain parts of the report. It could be my hallucination, or maybe you know, stay at home for two years. <laughs> so you start to see highlighter all the time. So I just highlighted those things. And I sent it back to him. And I said, you take this MRI with the highlighted part that I've highlighted soft for me, you print it up, you take it to see another guy, and ask him to do the scan again. He said, what are you saying? I said, I have a strong feeling that you got mixed diagnosis. But how do you know this? Tell me again. You're a medical doctor? I said, look, you call me because I thought I'm a medical doctor, right? <laughs> so how can I become a medical doctor? Just go and do it. Say, you're a weird person. He said, I, I thought you would pray for me, put some, you know, give me some Bible verse, because it's what people normally do. I said, I'm not normal. Well, singkat cerita ya, setelah tiga minggu dia balik ke saya, dia bilang, Hey, Pastor, you're amazing. I was misdiagnosed. What, what you highlighted? The, the next guy asked me this, who highlighted this? And I told him, my pastor, since when I become your pastor? <laughs> so maybe now. <laughs> he highlighted it. And, and then your pastor asked me to come to see you. Uh, asked me to ask you to come to see me. He said, no, no. Your, my pastor said, you, you said, he said, there are some doctors who are oncologists but cannot read MRI. They, are, they depend on the radiologist. Find the oncologist that can look at the MRI because he is also able to read the MRI. Don't depend on the, on the radiologist alone. You understand what I'm talking about? So that's what my pastor said. Look for the oncologist who got the ability to read MRI. And I check out, you are only the only guy who can do this. So I guess he's saying to come to see you. But I don't know who your pastor is. No, honestly, my pastor also don't know who you are. He just give the criteria. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. I will die before you, you are so healthy, no problem, so you go back, right? So, istrinya yang rohani banget, sekarang dia hey, mas, kapan mau masuk gereja? It's a miracle, right? He said, yeah, I agree. There's no way he can have known that it was misdiagnosis. And I, for three weeks, I didn't sleep because of this stupid diagnosis. <laughs> Now I can sleep again. <laughs> I took a sleeping pill so it didn't work. But after I found out the good news, now I can sleep. I said, you see, the good news, why don't you just come to church? Ah, this is the real point. I said, Pastor, I can never come to church. Because the church is full of hypocrites. Ini biasa. Hey, kalau saya mau berdasarkan apa yang berlaku kepada diri saya selama 40 tahun, harusnya saya sudah tidak ada iman lagi. To me, for myself personally, it's a miracle that I still have faith based on what has happened. But you don't hear me go around saying, hey, the church is full of hypocrites. Because anybody who keeps on looking at whether people like their sermon also must have problems, right? <laughs> They also must have issues with their own life, right? So I'm not better than anybody else. So he said, I want to tell you something. 30 years ago, I wanted to get a visa to go to America. So I went to the Indonesian, eh, sorry, Indonesian, Masaya. Bisa Indonesian embassy kasih kita visa ke US? Gak bisa kan? 
Itu namanya keajaiban. Nah, <laughs> yeah, he went to the US Embassy in Jakarta. Katanya, itu 30 tahun lalu mesti queue dari jam 5 pagi. Dia datang seperti orang yang maunya awal, lebih awal, dia datang setengah 5 ya. Tapi sudah ada banyak calon-calon di situ, you know, those, I don't know, calon is what, fixer, middleman lah ya. Mereka sudah antrian, ya, yeah, Indonesian people are so innovative and enterprising. Mereka sudah antrian, itu kerjaan mereka, ya. Yeah. So dia datang ke situ, ditawarin, if you want to go to the front of the queue, pay. He said, no, I won't pay, because it's not right. Buka kan jam 9, jam 8 ya, kantornya buka ya. 10 menit sebelum jam 8, datanglah ke, si, ke uh, mobil Mercy yang gede, bro, mewah. Keluar dari situ seorang pendeta yang sering muncul di televisi. Dia mau sebut nama saya, dia nggak bisa sebut nama langsung kira. Saya pun tidak tahu kalau mobil itu besar, orangnya bagian besar, saya tahu siapa. <laughs> 30 tahun lalu siapa, saya tahu lah ya. Pendeta yang terkenal itu, datang keluar. Dia langsung bayar calon, dia langsung ke depan, nomor satu. Kemudian minggu depan di di, uh, di, di televisi, dia ngomong, ya Tuhan baik. Ya Tuhan baik, nah, kamu bayar calonnya. Lalu dia mengatakan, selama 30 tahun, itu image di dalam pikiran saya. Kalau pendetanya begitu, apalagi jemaatnya. What kind of teaching happens that church if people do this? Terus terang ya, Robi ya. Saya juga ngerti apa sih pemelannya dia. Dia bayar. Kamu nggak mau bayar? <laughs> It's a free country, right? You could have the same privilege if you pay. So what's the problem? Tapi ternyata kalau saya ngomong gitu, dia juga pasti hilang respect ke saya, jadi saya juga berpura-pura. Oke, okay, nggak apa-apa, saya berpura-pura juga. Pendeta juga bisa berpura-pura. Ya, okay. ya gitu ya, gitu ya. So how can I go to church? Because church is full of hypocrites. But, but not you, Pastor. You, okay. <laughs> Sekalipun dia nggak pernah ketemu saya, cuma zoom aja. Oh, you, but you okay? You okay? Ya, yeah, of course I'm okay, kan? Karena because sekarang you sudah jadi okay, saya juga okay, kan? <laughs> Tapi saya ngomong gini. Bayangkan, dia masuk gereja jadi pendeta, masih seperti itu kan, sanggup bayar ke calon, kan? Bayangkan kalau dia tidak pernah ketemu Tuhan, tidak pernah masuk gereja, jauh lebih parah lagi. That's why I tell myself, if I am not part of the church, I will be having worse problems than what I have now because I will be disconnected. Nih, banyak di sini kan? Cuma saya tak punya waktu untuk mau baca semua, ada baca sendiri. Ini di Efesus pasal 3, ayat 3 sampai ayat 6. Tapi cukuplah Anda lihat gambar ini. Paulus ya, mengatakan, persoalan gereja, soal gereja ini, dan soal bahwa tubuh Kristus terdiri daripada orang Yahudi yang non-Yahudi, itu satu hal yang gak pernah diantisipasi oleh sesiapapun maupun oleh nabi-nabi perjanjian lama Yesaya lah, Yeremia lah, siapapun mereka tidak pernah tahu karena mereka berdiri di satu apa itu, puncak gunung itu ya the, 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 the mountain top mereka bisa lihat perjanjian baru mereka lihat kelembah Israel mereka bisa, mereka bisa membuat itu semua 
Mereka nubuatin Israel. Mereka nubuatin perjanjian baru. Mereka bisa nubuatin kerajaan. Karena mereka bisa lihat semua pucat-pucat itu kan. Tapi di lembah kedua yang gak bisa mereka lihat itu apa? Apa? Gereja. Makanya Paulus berkata, ini satu rahasia yang selamanya gak pernah diketahui mereka. Nah tapi yang sombong Robi itu bukan saya, tapi Paulus. Dia bilang, semua mereka tidak tahu. Akulah yang pertama yang tahu. Dia yang sombong. Dan original sombong itu dia. All this one, nobody know except me. I'm the first one to understand this mystery. Bahwa dalam Kristus, dalam salib itu, Yahudi, non-Yahudi, disatukan. Supaya yang non-Yahudi, siapa di sini yang Yahudi? Ada banyak, saya ketawa. Ada orang, ada gereja di Indonesia, Malaysia ya. Saya masuk, saya pikir saja Israel. Mereka pakai baju-baju, istimewa di saya selama ini, bisa aja menduduk. Mereka ngomongnya pakai bahasa Ibrani semua. Acara gereja juga seperti Ibrani. Eh, hey, you look so Indian and Chinese, but why you be so weird? No, Pastor, we are going back to the Old Testament. Hello? Why you going back to the Old Testament? We the church, right? No, we, we, we are Messianic church. But you are not Jewish. Yeah, we have to go back to that. Exactly, why not go back? We are church. We don't have to behave like that. Because we are already in Christ. Begini ya. Siapa di sini orang Indonesia? Atau, gak apa-apa. Siapa di sini merasa orang Indonesia. Saya juga, tapi saya bukan orang Indonesia. Saya merasa aja, kadang-kadang. Terutama waktu saya makan betul itu, saya merasa sudah orang Indonesia. So, Mr. Lee, you feel Indonesia? Kalau Cik Lucy lagi masak yang enak, dia rasa Indonesia banget tuh. Nah, but you all live in Singapore, right? Ya? And then you get this guy from Malaysia to come and preach to you. Are you weird? No, this is called the church. This is called the church. In my church, there's more multiracial couple than there are more biracial couple, mixed marriages than not. Those that are not mixed marriage, like Pastor Steven and Ali, but if you're in my church, you're considered minority. We wonder, what's wrong with you? You don't know how to choose your life partner. With the church, we we can we can choose Yahudi non Yahudi, yeah. Nah, jadi ini kan terdedah. Paulus mengatakan ini ini satu misteri ini. Jadi gereja ini tidak bisa kita hanya pakai perjanjian lama, karena kita misteri itu. Why? You makan B2. Sebentar lagi saya mau makan siang. Mungkin saya makan B2. Tahu B2? Buat bebek ya. Why you eat B2? Perjanjian lama tidak? Saya bukan perjanjian lama. Saya ini gereja loh. Why you don't follow Old Testament? Because I live in the age of grace. Bukan saya yang bilang loh. Sekarang Tuhan sudah menganugerahkan kepada kita kasih karunia itu. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did I do something wrong? Is it? I love the church because if there was no church, there's no grace. So when I come to the church 
And I see people who behave like what my friend said. Yeah, God? I show them grace. Why? Because God has shown me grace. And even though I know in 40 years, many people disappointed me in the church. And it's normal because I spent a lot of time in church, so that would be normal. It's just normal that people who disappoint me will be in the church. If I spend a lot of time out there, then the people who disappoint me will be out there. But I also know this. The mistakes that I made, a lot of people in the church also helped me through those mistakes. I mean, what would Pastor Stephen... Pastor Stephen, what would say? Kemarin dia ke... Tak tahu ya, Pastor Stephen ini. Luar biasa, atau dia punya maksud di baliknya. Kemarin dia kasih ke Johor Baru ya. Itu gara-gara karena mau jemput saya kan? Atau karena... <laughs> you know, when I think of things like that, I said, you know, grace, that's grace. I would get it outside. I would not get it outside. So this is what I told to that guy just now. Who told me, Pastor, the church is full of hypocrites. I said, you know, the best place for hypocrites is in the church. Because it's dangerous to leave them outside. Imagine if they became leaders in the country. <laughs> Very dangerous. Better we kill them in the church. Let them, let, them, let them keep their troubles inside the church. So yeah, I realized why. The weirdest people I've met are in the church. Do you know why? Because God needs to save them. Saya bukan datangnya. Saya tabib yang datang untuk orang-orang yang sakit. Bukan mereka yang sehat. So, you love the church is a sign that you are having grace. Now, should I love you guys when you only like sepuluh? <laughs> it's okay guys. We are in the age of grace. <laughs> But honestly, I wouldn't die on the cross for you. Anda baca ini kan semua saudara ya? Baca sendiri lah ya. Tangkap fotonya, tangkap fotonya. Kalau tidak, minta pasal pastor itu bisa kasih ya. Ini masih di Efesus loh. Paulus mengatakan ini di Roma tiga. The fullness of Christ is in the church. You cannot be sitting at home, praying 24 hours a day, disconnected from the church, and be connected to Christ. Because I don't mind weird people in the church, but I worry about weird people who are believers and outside the church. Do you know what I mean? No, I think you don't know what I mean. Robbie. How many years have you married? Fifteen. And Pastor Stephen? Twenty-two? Yeah. The, the most seasoned one. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Eh, we are the same actually. Yeah, but this my kids are a bit younger than yours. All the same. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-eight actually. I'm, I'm a bit more than you guys. Twenty-eight years. Right? Nah, here. Saya suka ngomong di gereja. Buat anda yang sudah meri, tidak perlu anda lagi pikul salib, karena memang pernikahan itu salib. 
Buat anda yang belum merit, silakan anda pikul salib. <laughs> Karena kalau anda tidak pikul salib, anda akan jadi terlalu pikul. Kan? Marriage saves you, right, Mister Lim? If you if you didn't get married, can you imagine the kind of havoc that you would be causing to yourself? Marriage saves you. Not only you, but all of us. Marriage saves us. Marriage saves us. Okay. You know, honestly, before I got married, I was the most perfect person on this earth. <laughs> then I got married and I realized, wait a minute. I married this person who's not perfect. And my difficulty in getting along with a person not perfect is a sure sign I am not perfect. <laughs> because if I was perfect, I can get along with everybody. Can you? Pastor, doain saya dulu. Apa? Mau cari jodoh? Nah, itu kan pastor udah doain buat tahun lalu. Sudah merit, Pak. Sekarang doain apa? Doain saya harus ikut zaman kan? Nah, harusnya dua tahun lalu saya tidak melayani permintaan kamu itu. Karena memang itu akan menjurus kayak ini. Mau merit pun, mendengar bukan dengar suara Tuhan dulu. Mau jadi seperti Nabi Abbas. Dengan saudara Tuhan disuruh untuk menikah dengan siapa? Hah? Eh, bukan Amos, Hosea ya. Hosea disuruh menikah dengan siapa? Mau? Nah, saya bilang kalau mau nowadays when people ask me, I say ini bahaya loh risiko. Kalau mau dengan saudara Tuhan tapi kalau kamu disuruh menikah dengan seorang pelacur gimana? Karena yang Alkitab itu satu aja gitu. Nah, Pastor, saya mau tahu Saya harus berada di gereja yang mana? Karena saya tidak bertumbuh di gereja saya. Maksud kamu apa? Ya saya tidak bertumbuh karena kota-kota pendeta saya itu kering. Mungkin kamu yang dihidrasi. Kamu kurang minum air kali ya? Pendeta saya kurang memperhatikan saya. Umur kamu berapa? 48. Pendeta kamu ini berapa? 22. Masa dia harus memperhatikan kamu? What's happening to you? You're 48 years and you need a 22-year-old guy to give you attention. What's your problem? Nah, pastor saya tidak bertumbuh di gereja saya. Nah, kemarin saya didatangi ke balak B dari gereja B. Oh ya? Dia bilang dia mimpi tentang saya, bahwa saya harus pindah ke gerejanya dia. Oh memanglah, kalau gembala B, dia mimpi, dia gak mungkin mimpi bahwa kamu harus tetap di gereja A atau masuk gereja C kan? Karena gembala B, dia gembala gereja D, lalu dia siang malam berpikir gembala gereja D, mimpi pun pasti gereja D. Masa su, you know, sometimes I wonder what kind of ethic people have. Kalau dia pun itu dari Tuhan. Tidak usah ngomong, diam. Karena firman itu akan pasti digenapi tanpa kamu harus ngomong. Benar? Nah. Kenapa kamu mau ke situ? Ibadahnya lebih hidup. Nah, kenapa kamu tidak mau di gereja ini dan kamu hidupkan ibadah ini? Karena saya belum siap di sini. Oh, di sini kamu belum siap, tapi di situ nanti kamu siap. Itu seperti pilot ya. Dia belum selesai sekolah, 
Tapi dia bilang apa-apa, saya akan selesai, saya akan siap, kalau nanti saya dikasih tugas kemudian di kapten. Kalau oh, saya nggak mau jadi penumpang ya. Saya nggak mau. Eh, kamu ini mau cari tempat untuk bertumbuh, atau kamu ini mau cari tempat yang nyaman? What is it? Karena itu pun sebagai tadi tubuh Kristus, di sini pun tubuh Kristus. So, Pastor, what are you saying? I say, you know, you grow up first, and then I pray for you. So shameful, you're 48 years old, you only grow old, you never grow up. <laughs> oh, Pastor, you're so, nowadays, are you so proud? Why you, you, you just insult me like that? Because I'm growing old. <laughs> so, Time in my on this earth will be up, so I better tell people what I really think before I die. <laughs> so you don't like to call me, don't call me. But when you watch my video, please like. Saudara, ini bukan opsi loh. Anda mau connect kepada Kristus, you stay. Pastor, I already married, ah, but I'm not growing in my marriage, ah. You talk like that? Why? My, my wife uh, needs a lot of attention from me. My husband uh, needs me a lot of attention from me. Then give, give them attention. Uh. Yeah, so clingy, uh, so needy. Hey, then people don't need you, don't clingy, they say don't give attention to you, don't care about you. Do your job. Uh. I said, it's not work, it's not marriage. <laughs> That's why you must realize Marriage is a reflection of Jesus and his church. Imagine Jesus going to the Father and saying, Father, oh, I'm a bit tired of taking care of these people. Huh? So many times already I told them, don't do it, they still do it. They still fight, they split, then they split again. They think it's like biological cell and keep splitting. <laughs> Why? I asked them to multiply, they couldn't split. They couldn't mess wrong. Father, I'm tired of you, Father. I regret dying for them 2,000 years ago. Wrong one, wrong church. Start again. Hey, hello, Jesus. I already said that you are better than Moses. Yeah, of course I'm better than Moses. Moses is a man, right? I am your son. The son who is God who became man. Yeah. I offered Moses to switch the people for him to live. He said no. And you come to me and you say you want to change the people. And you say you are better than Moses. Of course, this conversation never happened. Nah, you know? It's just that two years you say, oh, you imagine all these things. Right? Jesus would never do that. But we would do that. I'm not growing in my church, so I switch my church. Would you say, I'm not growing with my spouse, so I switch my spouse? No, Pastor, I'll never say that I'm a good man. But then your marriage is based on, on, on the prototype of the church. If you would not say that about your marriage, why would you say that about the church? No, it's not the same, Pastor. You don't understand. Of course, it's not I who don't understand. It's you who don't understand. You could read Ephesians 25 times. You don't understand, read 26 times. <laughs> and if you still don't understand, then shut up. Because obviously, you don't understand, you shouldn't be opening your mouth. Hey, Pastor, you tell this very sombong. Eh? I'm already. I don't have much time on this earth. I tell you like it is. You like it or you don't like it, you just like my video, okay? <laughs> Hey, how can you tell your wife, Honey, I love your mind because you are so smart, but I don't love your body, can I? 
what a weird person you are. I just love your mind only, honey, okay? But your body cannot, because you already old. Bisa nggak kita ngomong begini? Tuhan, Tuhan, engkau kan kepala kepada gereja. Aku hanya mengasihimu ya, tapi kalau gereja aku nggak suka. Aku nggak melayani kau di luar. Nanti out of body experience kalian kayak seorang itu. Oke, saya udah mau selesai, tapi ini masalahnya jadi yang nggak gerak, bergerak. Nomor 4, where is it? Oh, press. Am I doing it upside down? No, I press down. Okay, here it is. No, I think it's slow. Yeah, I have number four. Okay. Can you see this? Can you guys really see this? Because this is so important. Masa sih Paulus yang ngomong ya? Ini pengertian rahasia ini. Aku yang pertama yang punya ini. Yang lain tidak ada. Aku bertanya, I'm the first. None before me understood this. That's why none of them know anything about church. You want to know about church? You must read what I write. Oh, you a little bit think highly of yourself, is it? No, really, because that's what happened to me. Kisah Rasul sembilan ya. Paulus, waktu itu belum namanya Paulus, namanya Saulus. Dia lagi suka kemana-mana, ngancam orang kan, terutamanya orang Kristen kan. Dia lagi menganiaya siapa? Orang Kristen. Kenapa menganiaya mereka? Karena mereka Kristen. Hey look, if somebody is going to persecute you, let them persecute you because you are Christian, not because you dishonest, because you cheat, you lie, you never keep your promises, you know. There are lots of people who never keep their promises, who lie, who cheat. And then when they got persecuted, they say, you see, they persecute me because I'm Christian. No, no, no. You are a Christian, fact. But that's nothing to do with why you're in trouble right now. At least Paul, oh, at the time, he didn't Saul, he was just persecuting those Christians because they were Christian. Why are you going after that? Because they're Christian. They're Jewish people who are now become Christian and they are now trying to convince my other Jewish people to become Christian. Because you know, Christians and Jewish people, we don't get along. Because only the Jewish people are God's chosen people. That's why I want to get rid of all the Christians. Not only that, these Christians, they start to mix with the Gentiles. Hey, Jewish people don't mix with the Gentiles. We're special. We were brought out of Egypt and God said, you are a people unto me. You are a royal priesthood. Nobody else did he say that to, only to us. So, there's nothing hypocritical about Paul. Paul reminds me of that man, you know, who said that he doesn't want to go to church because he saw the pastor behave badly. Right? You know, there are a lot of people out there whose behavior, moral standards very high. We cannot claim to have the highest moral standards in the church. But moral standards will save you. Okay? Now, I was walking to Damascus because I was, you know, I'm from Jerusalem, but I'll find them anywhere. Because I'm exterminated, my job. Find them anywhere. So I was going to Damascus. And then, on the road to Damascus, this light came upon me. 
Paul, sorry, Saul, excuse me. What time was it? It was noon. Hello, Paul. Noon, the sun is very hot now. You got heat stroke, is it? No. All the men around me, the group of us, they all fell to the ground. They all saw it. But only I heard the voice. Something happened. And this voice said to me, Saul! Saul! Why are you persecuting me? If it's me, if it's me, right? I will ask the voice, who are you? Huh? Who are you talking to me? Saul obviously is a little bit confused because he asked, who are you, Lord? Sudah tahu dia luat lagi tanya, who are you, Lord? Siapa tahu Tuhan? Mungkin dia, waktu itu dia sudah hit stop kali ya. Nah, pertanyaan saya kedua, eh, ini terus lagi, saya Yesus yang kamu anjaya. Eh, kalau saya jadi Saulus, saya jawab begini, gimana saya bisa menganjaya orang yang sudah mati? Engkau sudah mati. Waktu kamu hidup, aku kita tak pernah ketemu. Come on, yang gila sekarang siapa? Aku atau kamu? Tapi biarpun kamu tanya yang tak masuk akal, sepertinya kau itu Tuhan. Aku lebih. Kapan waktunya aku mengajar kamu? Aku tak pernah mengajar kamu. Aku mengajar gereja. I never persecuted you. I persecuted the church. Tahun-tahun setelah itu, Saulus yang menjadi Paulus mulai mengerti. Inilah pemicunya. Dia mengerti bahawa tubuh Kristus itu gereja adalah tubuh Kristus. Kalau gereja dianiaya, Kristus dianiaya. If you love the church, you love God. There is no confusion. Jesus cannot be separated from his church. So, kenapa saya jadi masih jadi orang percaya yang masih hidup dalam gereja? Ini karena saya mengasihi Tuhan. Dan saya akan jadi orang munafik. Lebih besar daripada kemunafikan yang sudah ada dalam diri saya. Akan nambah lagi kalau saya bilang, I don't love the church, but I love Nah, kadang-kadang nanti saya juga akan berdiri suara seperti ini. Kenapa kamu benci aku? Masa? Aku tak pernah membenci kamu. Tu? When you stay away from the church, when you run away, kononnya mau bertumbuh, sedangkan di tempat yang paling tidak nyamanlah itu orang bertumbuh. When you have difficulty in a place, do you run or do you stay? Nah, saya sangat yakin kalau orang mengerti kebenarannya. Nah, of course, after 28 years of marriage, I will say this. It doesn't matter really who I marry. What really matters is how I treat that person. And if that person doesn't treat me well, that's just too bad. I still need to treat the person right. Does that make sense to you? 
Kiki, how come you say yes? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. It will frustrate me, it will make me unhappy, it will make me whatever. But it's important that I don't make things worse. Right? So, I don't consider that, oh, you know why I'm in this unhappy marriage? Because I married the wrong person. I need to find the right one. You know the, the funny thing, Pastor Stephen? I never hear many non-Christian talk like this. I hear a lot of Christian talk like this. Pastor, I think I'm the wrong one. That's why I'm unhappy. To be paralagi, eh? Pastor, Tuhan sudah bilang, Pentalagi, istri itu akan menikah. Not one or two, many, bahkan ada banyak alam Tuhan. Saya ketemu juga begitu. Tapi the illness is very serious. So, dia jadi penyakit yang sangat parah. Tunggu lagi kapan istrinya atau suaminya akan menendam. Waiting. Biasanya, biasanya, substitute-nya sudah ada di luar. Tapi, karena mesti jaga reputasi kan, cepat orangnya sudah meninggal. Lalu waktu Covid itu datang, wah ini, ini mungkin ya. Tapi rupanya meninggal dia, bukan istrinya. So funny, right? So, you know when you get all this sickness, right? You check back about these people's attitude towards church. Dulu waktu dia dari pemimpin di gereja, wah, khotbahnya berapi-api, ini gereja gini-gini. Tapi waktu dia lengser, dia gak bisa duduk di tengah-tengah jemaat. Gak mungkin. I can only be church if I'm the leader. But not the leader, I can't sit at the back. For many years, other people sat and watched you and supported you. Why can't you do that now? No, that's not my calling. Oh, I don't know. That's the problem. You use all kinds of words which sound Christian, but there's no biblical meaning. That's not my calling. What's your calling? My calling is to lead. Hey, can you show me how many times in the Bible there's a word leader, leadership, lead? Can you show me, please? And then compare how many times it says servant. Can you please compare? Pastor, this all revelation. I don't know what revelation you're talking about. It's not revelation, it's confusion. Don't think so much, right? Stay where you are. Be fruitful where you are. And be blessed where you are. Okay? Hashtag stay fruitful, blessed. And please like my YouTube video. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. You have spoken your word to us through your servant Paul. For it is truly to him that we understand who the church is, what the church is, what God meant for the church. And this morning, we receive that word with an invitation to root ourselves again into the truth of who you are. There's some of us who are going through a period of realignment, reorientation. Help us reorient, realign, reflect only through the compass of your word. Give us clarity in thinking. 
said, not, not just the shifting of hearts, but there's an area of a strengthening of relationship with a community that was shaking. Okay? And often you felt that you did not fit in. You felt like it was wrong person, wrong place, wrong time. No, you are the right person, right place, right time, right time. Because uh, you had paid a heavy price to be where you are. You, you came through years of uh, confusion, years of uh, identity, not being so sure, even years of rejection from those that were closest to you. So, you know, the Lord is going to use you to rebuild people that have gone through worse experience than you, those that have been uh, physically abused, uh, sexually abused, people that have been through a period of depression. Yeah? So, the, the Lord is placed you in the correct place and you are moving at the right pace and the Lord is touching your womb and the Lord is healing you of issues in different parts of your body. So do, do, do know that you are going to bloom in the years to come. You're going to bloom. In, in, not only in your voice as a person who can uh, carry a tune, but in your voice as a person who brings in a word of wisdom to those that are struggling in direction and identity. So Father, we want to ask you to just put your hands strongly on choice. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, thank you. So, your name? Valerie. Valerie, would you, would you say Valerie? Or you prefer to say Anything. Uh, anything, okay. Your husband also, I suspect, Indonesian. <laughs> Singaporean? Yeah, I am. But I'm not Malaysian. I'm not really Malaysian. My father says. Okay, I'll tell you what, you're Christian. Easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we you stand and maybe together. together. Yeah, stand with your husband. Since. So, you know, be careful. Don't, don't, don't speak things in front of him that you think that he doesn't understand. He might understand it. <laughs> okay, Saya so Merdua. Yeah, if, if it's Indonesian, you will understand it, right? Valerie? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, never mind. Saya, Saya Doa, Bantan, yeah? Okay. We play this very uh, slowly, right? Now, there's something that started three years ago, then we stopped for a while. It's going to pick up again, right? Ada yang ada lakukan tiga tahun lalu, kemudian, Eh, harus sebentar berhenti. Itu akan mulai lagi itu, ya. Oke. Tuhan akan memberikan dalam satu tahun setengah ini ngebut semuanya. God is going to give you acceleration in a few things, right? There, there is a an amount of money that for some reason is due to you. Okay, I think stuck in some kind of documentation is due to you. Ada sejumlah uang yang harusnya dirilis kepada kalian, tapi tidak ada kendala dokumentasi apa, itu dalam waktu 4-5 bulan ini akan keluar. Ketahui bahwa Tuhan sudah memenyiapkan itu semua, dan Anda tadinya ada sempat kepikiran, ya gimana ya, kita harus berada di mana, kita harus ke A atau ke B. Anda tidak perlu untuk memikirkan mau kemana, ke sana atau ke sini, karena Tuhan sudah ngatur ya. 
ajar enam atau tujuh keluarganya. Saya juga tidak sangat mengerti. I don't really understand this. How come six or seven families are going to come and surround you, and you're going to be a blessing to them, and they're going to be a blessing to you financially? Okay, so receive it. Receive it. Yeah, there have been, uh, I would say, physical ailments that have come. Involving uh, different uh, issues, not one, three or four issues. And so Father, we want to ask Tuhan kami mau minta saat ini supaya ini di jamah ini di sembuhkan dengan kuasa nama Yesus. Church is not a museum of good people, but has but a hospital for the broken. Gereja itu bukan museum untuk orang-orang yang baik, tetapi rumah sakit bagi orang-orang yang terluka. It's not a club of loving people, but a community of the lost being captured, reborn, and renewed. Bukan suatu komunitas di mana 
orang-orang yang uh, apa namanya uh, loving people yang yang baik tetapi suatu tempat di mana orang-orang yang terhilang di, 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 ditemukan kembali di, disembuhkan kembali so saat dengar khotbahnya itu menguatkan kadang-kadang kita seringkali pengennya escape kan pengennya ah mau ke gereja ah malas ah, karena ada situ sini situ sini tetapi ya itulah gereja itu sebuah proses gereja itu bukan wah kita bakalan enjoy tapi seringkali gereja bergereja itu merupakan proses dan gereja itu kita sadar hari ini gereja itu bukan merupakan bagian dari hendak Tuhan untuk kita berada di gereja tadi uh, saya catat beberapa takeaway you cannot get disconnected with the church and get connected with Christ waktu suatu a heavy statement kita nggak bakalan bisa get disconnected memiliki jarak dengan gereja nggak mau ke gereja tetapi at the same time kita bisa connected dengan Tuhan so sangat-sangat heavy statement tetapi membuat kekuatan buat kita persepir saat ada proses ah mau ke gereja tapi dengan 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 revelation seperti ini kita bisa sadar bahwa ada proses anugerah kehendak Tuhan dan saya mau ke gereja amin if I'm not in the church I might be worse off kalau pendeta aja bisa seperti itu dan kita pikir wah parah mungkin bisa lebih parah begitu juga dengan kita kita mungkin bisa lebih parah daripada sekarang kalau kita nggak berkerja, amin. So thank you Pastor Bedaya, thank you for strengthening the church, thank you for affirming the church. Mari kita bangkit berdiri bersama-sama. Bapa kami ucap syukur Tuhan untuk firmanmu, terima kasih untuk gerejamu Tuhan. Kami mau mengasihi gereja. Kami mau diproses di dalam gereja. Kami mau mengasihi sahabat-sahabat kami di dalam gereja. Kami sadar kami tidak sempurna. Oleh sebab itu kami di sini. Proses setiap daripada kami menjadi pribadi yang lebih baik. Menjadi pribadi seperti Kristus. Terima kasih. Mari kita akan kedua tangan kita menerima berkat. God will bless you. And make his face shine upon you and be gracious the Lord took his face and give you peace berkatilah kau diberkatilah kau apapun yang kau berkerjakan diberkatilah kau dengan apapun yang kau lakukan di luar sana terima kasih Tuhan that the Lord the love of the Lord the grace of Jesus Fellowship and anointing of the Holy Spirit will come on. The mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.